Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 353. This is the weekly podcast about American flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This podcast is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free nationwide online directory to florists, shops, and studios who design with American-grown flowers and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2018, Florist Review Magazine. I'm delighted to serve as contributing editor for Slow Flowers Journal, found in the pages of Florist Review. It's the leading trade magazine in the floral industry and the only independent periodical for the retail, wholesale, and supplier market. Take advantage of the special offer for a free trial issue at deborahprinzing.com, where you can also find the show notes for today's episode, 353. Today's guest is Laura Lee Symes, co-owner with her husband, Bill Symes, of the Selwood Flower Company, based in Portland, Oregon. Laura Lee is a past guest of this podcast. You may remember our wonderful conversation two years ago when we discussed her foray into floral retailing after a successful profession as a consultant and expert on what makes people happy. I'll have a link to that episode in today's show notes for you to go back and listen to. The Selwood Flower Company is located in the Portland neighborhood of the same name, Selwood, on the eastern edge of the famous Willamette River. As fate has it, when people with a dream set out on grand adventures, Laura Lee's search for the perfect shopfront led to a charming 1902 Victorian in the middle of town, where she has operated the Selwood Flower Company for the past three years. The Selwood Flower Company is Portland's destination for fresh local flowers and plants, European and garden-style floral design, and unique gifts from around the world. There, outside the century-old Victorian house on Selwood's Antique Row, you'll find Laura Lee and her staff tending to their local and seasonal blooms in the cutting garden. In addition to ongoing classes, workshops, events, and the latest fun ideas in floral design, the Selwood Flower Company offers a wide variety of fresh floral arrangements, French wines, Smith tea, moonstruck chocolate, and custom gift baskets. Upon opening, she said, we set out to be the flower design house that provides the most inspired, professional, and freshest floral designs in the Pacific Northwest. Our European garden-inspired aesthetic sources just harvested locally grown flowers, greens, fruits, and vegetables to create chic, loose, and romantic floral arrangements in Portland. We create beautiful, romantic, natural floral arrangements and deliver them for all occasions, a Sunday brunch, birthday bash, retirement party, engagement, wedding, baby shower, condolences, congratulations, job well done, thank you, and I love you. Those are the messages that these flowers convey. So today we're talking specifically about Laura Lee's news, the launch of a second venture called Flower School Portland. She says, we're offering an innovative way to learn. This is about bringing together a community of subject matter experts. So you'll hear about the ideas and inspiration that motivated Laura Lee to open a floral design education center tailored to specific audiences, floral enthusiasts, professionals, and aspiring florists. 
Our conversation is a teaser for the June 15th launch of Flower School Portland. That's when Laura Lee will post the full calendar of upcoming workshops and three special celebrity floral design instructors who have agreed to teach at the school for the first series. Check out the show notes for this episode at deborahprinzing.com for more details, photographs, and links. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, and I'm so excited today to have our re- a return guest, Laura Lee Symes of the Selwood Flower Company in Portland. Hi, Laura Lee. Hi, Deborah. Thanks for jumping on the line with me. We're not face-to-face sitting on your dock on the Willamette River like last time. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was. All right. But we're three, 200 miles away, Lovely. and we're doing yeah. this through technology. Um I wanted to have you back um, at, as a guest on the podcast to sort of get an update on something new that you're doing. And I, I think one of the themes I'm seeing this year, especially, is how people are diversifying to extend their business into maybe another um, channel or to address another need and how that's becoming uh, just I guess we're just a bunch of creative people who keep seeing a need and, and wanting to address it. And I wanted to talk about what you're doing. but. Before we get started, give everyone sort of a snapshot of Selwood Flower Company. Um, I know you're what? How old is your business? Three years? Yeah, three years old. Uh, wow. Next week. Wow, yeah, congratulations. So. Yeah, tell us about what Selwood Flower Company is today. Well, we are a kind of French-inspired, European-inspired uh, community flower shop. And I say community because we're in a residential neighborhood um, called Selwood. And it's kind of a walking neighborhood, and we sell floral arrangements. We deliver all over town. We have several corporate accounts that we do weekly arrangements for. And, of course, we do uh, events and weddings. And we've been open three years now this summer and are doing really well. Mm. We're just loving the business, and and it's so rewarding. And you can um, get a feel for a, kind of the flavor of our shop by, by looking at pictures. I'm sure, Deborah, you'll post some yes. online. But it's kind of a, a French industrial style, and our, our design styles are pretty wild and gardeny. And uh, Yes, and I've been able to come to the shop, and we did a Slow Flowers meetup there a couple summers ago, and it just, um, mm-hmm. it's, there's something about place that really defines the character of a business, and you have such a beautiful piece of architecture that you're in. It's a, a building that, it's not, was it originally a home? It was. In okay. 1902, it was built for a family. Wow. And it, it uh, is still standing and and housing ourselves and a couple other businesses. Yeah, and there's like a landscape and a garden and a, an outdoor area where mm-hmm. you're also selling plants and hosting events. So it kind of it feels like we're entering your own personal residential garden and and a, mm-hmm. kind of a private space. Mm-hmm. I yes. love it. So um, you've also taught workshops at the uh, for your customers and at the store, right? Has that sort of been a part of, from day one or more recently? Definitely from day one. We started out as uh, doing some community classes or what I call FIY flower it yourself. And just <laughs> I've never heard that term. <laughs> well, I made it up. 
it, it didn't feel like painting your room, it, it, a real DIY. I thought, you know, it's, uh, anyway, so FIY is Flower It Yourself. And we do, we do classes here at the shop and we host those back in our new design area. And that's anything from foraging in your garden and, um, and, and how to use those flowers that you forage for to wreath making or, um, you know, putting succulents on a pumpkin and during Halloween, yeah. you know, different different kinds of classes. Right. And so those students who've come to that, are they uh, mostly amateurs or enthusiasts, but not professional florists? Or what's the yeah. mix? Yeah, definitely amateurs and enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, you called me about two or three months ago and told me you were cooking up something new and that it was kind of taking your workshop model and blowing it out to... Uh, a much more ambitious uh, sort of second business. So let's go ahead and get the in- announcement out there and tell people what what you've got cooking next. Well, I'm so glad to to be on the line with you today, Deborah, and to announce that we're opening Flower School Portland on June 15th. That's wow. when we launch. Wow! And uh, so we're ta- we are we are definitely taking this to the next level. And it, it was inspired always from the beginning, I think, of opening the flower shop. I wanted to teach and to share the knowledge of floral arranging and floristry with others. And last year, I, I considered taking it to the next level and, you know, kind of started putting the name together and getting all the social media sites set up. And, you know, I just have the energy and enthusiasm and decided, let's just do this. We have the space. We have it's the customer demand mm-hmm. that is asking for it. And, and so, yeah, June 15th, we're launching Flower School Portland. Wow, that's great. So let's talk a little, let's unpack that a little bit. And like what types of, well, uh, first of all, I want to talk about the where you're going to have this. Because your shop is, it's kind of petite. I mean, I know you have an outdoor space, but where will you actually um, kind of contain the 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 school? Yeah, that's a good question. So I don't know if, if you saw or had a chance to see upstairs above the shop, we have a space. It used to be a, an apartment, but we've converted it into a classroom. And so for we're going to have three different branches of, of the school. And so for the professional series, which is for people who want to become a florist and learn about retail floristry mm-hmm. and other technical skills in the florist business, that th- those classes will be held up in our studio. And for consumer classes or FIY, they'll be down in our design space okay. behind the shop. Okay. And then uh, the, the most exciting that I really look forward to is um, kicking off the professional master classes that will be bringing in celebrity florists from around the world. And they will come in for a one or two day workshop. And it will usually include lunch and a cocktail party afterwards. And those will be held across the street from the shop at a community center. So really just easy for you to get flowers back and forth across the street and, you know, supply everything that's needed without a lot of extra logistics then. Right, because it's all right here in our little hub. Oh my gosh, that sounds so great. So what, uh, what have, have you put your curriculum together? Like what kind of um, kickoff um, courses will you have when you launch on the 15th of June? I have put, uh, I would say our curriculum's 50% developed so that we are, are launching our master classes. There's uh, some in the fall and the first one will be in July. And I'm 
I'm going to have to hold back on saying who our very first celebrity florist is. Okay. Because we're keeping it a secret until <laughs> June 15th. We're, we're really excited. We have three very uh, important people coming in. Uh, and they're already on the books. We've reserved the community room. And we've got the plan all laid out. And we will announce an open registration for those first three celebrity master classes on June 15th. Great, but the that I'm first of all my question my one question is I'm really already very jealous because are they gonna get to stay in your houseboat guest house? Because that's where I like to stay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they want to. It's certainly been opened up and uh, I know uh, two of them will be, yes. I mean, hey, uh, we've you, offered you, that up. Yeah, that's a great way to entice a, a celebrity speaker or a teacher to come is to say, oh, and by the way, I've got this really great guest space. Uh, not just your typical hotel, but something on, on the river. Well, I just, it's exciting. That's so cool. Um, well, you know what I wanted to also mention is that after a little added bonus for people coming to the master class is after the class is over, we're, we're hosting a cocktail party at, at our front deck on our front deck. So we'll have a caterer with some snacks and some cocktails and everybody will be able to go down to our house and hang out on this floating dock with the celebrity florist. And the idea behind that is to, to open up this beautiful space on the Willamette River in downtown Portland and let people have the opportunity to just be in a social setting with mm -hmm. this celebrity florist. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, I can't think of anything more quintessential. Pacific Northwest and Portland especially is just that, um, you know, you're completely surrounded 360 degrees by nature and water and, and the you know, evergreen trees and the, the landscape and also then the skyline of, of downtown Portland. And, uh, oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. I'm going to have to crash one of those parties. Um, yeah. So do, given that scenario, and I will just mention that peop, your shop is very close to where you live in uh, right on the river. So there's, there, that would be easy for people to, to leave the workshop and go to this private reception, right? I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's right. Simple. Yeah. We're, um, you know, it's a five minute drive. And a 10 minute walk. Right. So, um, that given that, what are you going to try to, uh, limit your, your class sizes to, or is that a consideration? It definitely is. Um, for our professional series, the maximum will be 10 mm -hmm. for our master classes with the celebrity for us. It's interesting that they, they have their own, um, ideas on what the max, and I think that will vary depending on the scope of what they're teaching. Sure. Um, I think that we're probably never going to go over 18 or 20, but um, I think it will be more like 15 would yeah. be the max. I, that so makes sense. Keep it small and personal. Yeah. And you'll, you know, the, you'll need extra, you know, your staff will be there to assist and also it won't be a lot of burden on the instructor to manage, but it's just more yeah. about keeping that intimacy level, I would imagine. It is, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Well, so Laura Lee, when you're doing these workshops and building all this, uh, how are you going to integrate your sourcing philosophy into um, procuring flowers for um, you know, the design workshops? Will you be able to source all of that um, pretty much locally and American grown or have you even thought through that yet? Oh, I sure have. And um, I, great question. You know, as we as we venture down this journey of trying to use all American grown flowers, we I guess we all come to the fact 
and the realization that we can't always do that 100%. And I know that I had that romantic idea when I first opened that that's what I was going to do. And I just can't year round um, promise that all the time. But I feel okay that it's my goal Mm -hmm. and that we aspire for that anytime Mm -hmm. we can, we do. And and that will be the same thing that we push through in the flower school Mm -hmm. is really showing the differences of um, what you get and the longevity and freshness of a flower that's grown locally, um, how it supports a local economy and how it's just a much better product to put on your customer's dining table or wedding table or in their bridal bouquet. So yes, we really will be. In fact, the interesting thing I noticed is on our Instagram site, a lot of our early followers before the launch are growers. So um, I think that we're going to start to make some um, new relationships with some of the growers that we will be able to bring in the flowers for the participants of the classes and workshops from uh, local, local farms. And they'll just bring them in for us. And I think that'll be great. I love that idea because that is also allows you to have really like a seasonal, seasonally specific uh, programming that is sort of built around what's in bloom at a particular time from a particular mm-hmm. farm, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'm hoping you'll come and do a workshop on oh, sourcing. I, I would kind of got love you on to. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to. I think it's a really great idea. And I think the philosophy is, um, you know, in launching a school is like you have to make some decisions about who you are and what what need you're fil- you're filling and it's it, I feel like I'm hearing that from you it's like you're not going to necessarily uh be super conventional and um you'll, yes people will learn mechanics people will learn some of the retail floristry techniques that are important to like what you do at Selwood Flower Company but there's sounds like this is a little more progressive and a little more fashion forward in how you want to you know, offer that curriculum to the public and to professionals. Yes. I mean, I think that's my goal is to really, um, I think the number one thing is to open up more collaboration in this industry. I feel it's really needed. And I think that we can grow as a, as an industry and help one another out if we collaborate. And I would like to be more innovative in the way that we we provide information and share information. And I also want to create a, a warm community for people to come to from all around the world and even locally, like our studio florists. There's so many studio designers here in the Northwest. And and maybe um, in my dreams, I'm creating a little hub for, for some of that activity. Mm. And I'm trying hard to keep Selwood Flower Company, my retail store, separate from the school. So there's not that sense of competition and and that it really is an independent entity. Well, obviously, even with the branding, you've got separate websites, separate social media um, uh, places that I've already seen that you've been posting on Instagram under uh, Flower School Portland, right? That's right. Yeah. Great. So let's share all those links um, in the show notes for um, this episode so people can find and follow you. And maybe, um, well, we're going to air this um, on, uh, I was going to air this on June 13th. So I guess that means um, the following (laughs) weekend (laughs) when Father's Day rolls around, the big reveal will take place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, but you'll you'll yeah. you'll already have your website up, and people can sign up for your newsletter and that sort of thing, right? On June fifteenth, it will it won't be open until then. Oh, so, okay. Ooh, um, this is the tease. Yeah, this is the tease. Then, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's being constructed and has been under construction for several months, and will um, be 
turning it on on the 15th. So the, the links to it, I'll give you so that you can put in the show notes and people can queue it up and it'll be on the Instagram. Oh, great. Of course, and Facebook as well. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, very, very cool. So how often do you um, expect that you'll be off, you know, offering uh, classes through your, through your calendar? Would it be like once a week or how, is it just depend on who you're bringing in? It, well, we're going to try to uh, coordinate the master and celebrity florists during non-busy times. Mm, so mm-hmm. um, we'll probably only do one a month mm-hmm. um, and not even every month. Like We probably won't do a, cel- a celebrity florist workshop in um, December, mm-hmm. um, give people Christmas off. But um, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get in five to seven a year of wow. the master classes. And then I'm probably going to do one quarter. Uh, every quarter we'll have a three week series for the professional. Um, and they can sign up for the three week series or they'll be able to sign up for uh, clusters of classes. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if someone wants to come in from out of the country and they don't want to stay a full three weeks or they want to stay and just get it all done, they'll be able to do that. And wow. we'll help with housing and food and all the things to um, kind of get them comfortable here. Uh, and really become a destination um, for anyone interested in floral education rather than um, only Portland people, it sounds like. That's right. Yeah. I'm hoping to bring people in from all over the world. Well, you said you had this vision for creating a floral community and a floral hub, but something must have triggered your original idea to say, hey, I want to start a flower school. I mean, that's super ambitious. Can you pinpoint what that was and like where you saw the need and realize that you had an opportunity to um, kind of address that need and offer a choice for people? Yeah, I think really I saw the need be through requests, uh, through through my own experiences in getting into this business. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I I've been around flowers my whole life, but it was really as a hobby, and it wasn't until four years ago when I needed to understand and learn how to professionalize all of that. Mm-hmm. And I found it to be a mighty steep learning curve. Mm. And I didn't feel like I, I had the kinds of resources that were helpful for me. And, you know, everyone has their own learning style. And that was kind of the first, like, oh, well, I really would like to, to have a, an innovative way to learn. And then in um, watching people come through uh, as employees or people in the community requesting more information, it just became apparent that there was a need in the Northwest and that this is a, a great place to visit. People, It's a nice tourist community. And um, I feel like we have an abundance of talented designers and florists in the Northwest that we could tap into to be able to bring them in to share what they love with other people. Mm. I love that idea too, that you're, you kind of have two audiences. One is the, the student, but then you're viewing the floral professional florist, studio florist in the wedding and event florist, whatever in Portland as who are kind of your peers as people who you can invite to also be instructors um, is that right? Is that, did I understand? That's that? right. Yes, okay. that's right. This isn't about me and, and, uh, just running a school. This is about bringing a community of subject matter experts together in our industry and letting them do what they do best and sharing that with others. That's neat. And I think that, uh, will, well, what I like about it is that you, um, are going to offer perhaps something for 
to people who don't have access to a facility themselves um, mm -hmm. or just don't even want to be that kind of event planner, you know, putting on a class. But there's still an opportunity for them to partner with you and do a workshop at Flower School Portland. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll make it easy for them. They can come and do what they do best um, and we'll help them bring the audience and the location and the wine and the, and the lunch <laughs> <laughs> and they can just do the teaching. I love it. That's really great. Mm. Um, well, this is super. Um, Laura Lee, anything else that you want to share before um, we wrap up? Because I know we're going to put a lot of resources on the show notes at deborahprinzing.com and um, then urge everyone to go check out all your feeds and all your places on um, on Father's Day on the 15th of, or is that the 15th? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Father's Day, I think is a uh, 16th. Is a seven? Yeah, is a 17th. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Friday 17th, the 17th. That's right. But you're going to release on Friday the 15th. Friday the 15th is awesome. our opening day. Yeah. So, cool. well, the only thing I would add, Deborah, is thank you. Nice to hear your voice. And um, I appreciate you including us. And if anybody has any questions, please put my email and, and um, I'm, I'm available. That sounds great, Laura Lee. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. I'll see you next time I'm in Portland. All right, Deborah. Thanks. Good luck, too. It's going to be a big launch. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Thanks, Deborah. Bye-bye. Uh, okay, bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please join me in getting ready for American Flowers Week coming up June 28th through July 4th. You can find all the free resources and inspiring ideas for participating at AmericanFlowersWeek.com, including visual content to use and share in your own promotions and tips from flower farmers and florists who have created successful events and campaigns in past seasons. I can't wait to see what you plan and produce. And I'll be searching for your stories and posts with the hashtag AmericanFlowersWeek. And as you've heard me discuss for months, the Slow Flowers Summit is our live celebration of American Flowers Week, scheduled for Friday, June 29th in Washington, D.C. That's less than three weeks away, and you can still take advantage of last-minute ticket promotions, including our Plus One discounted ticket. Buy yours and bring a friend along at a special rate. Share the day with a colleague, and your ideas will multiply. I promise you an inspiring lineup of speakers, gorgeous flowers, fun and interactive design activities, and of course, a chance to stretch your imagination in a thought-provoking and stimulating environment, helping you become a better version of yourself. I'm grateful to our entire community of flower farmers and floral designers who together define the Slow Flowers movement as our cause gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of the American cut flower industry. The momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. I value your support and invite you to show your thanks with a donation to support my ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button at deborahprinzing.com in the right column. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 326,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, commenting, liking, and sharing. It means so much. 
And thank you to our sponsors who have supported Slow Flowers and all of our programs. They are Arctic Alaska Peonies, a cooperative of passionate family farms in the heart of Alaska, providing bigger, better peony flowers during the months of July and August. Visit them today at arcticalaskapeonies.com. The Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliages, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top quality products and services to the local floral industry. Find them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Longfield Gardens provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Visit them at longfield-gardens.com. Syndicate Sales, an American manufacturer of vases and accessories for the professional florist. Look for the American flag icon to find Syndicate's USA-made products and join the Syndicate Stars loyalty program at syndicatesales.com. Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry with the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds supplied to farms large and small and even backyard cutting gardens like mine. Check them out at johnnysseeds.com. The Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers formed in 1988. ASCFG was created to educate, unite, and support commercial cut flower growers. Its mission is to help growers produce high-quality floral material and to foster and promote the local availability of that product. Learn more at ASCFG.org. Mayesh Wholesale Florist, family-owned since 1978, Mayesh is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S., and we're thrilled to partner with Mayesh to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at Mayesh.com. Certified American Grown Flowers, the Certified American Grown program and label provide a guarantee for designers and consumers on the source of their flowers. Take pride in your flowers and buy with confidence. Ask for Certified American Grown Flowers. To learn more, visit americangrownflowers.org. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more American-grown flowers on the table, one vase at a time. And if you like what you hear, please consider logging onto iTunes and posting a listener review. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. Learn more about his work at soundbodymovement.com. 